Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And Della Vadova with the outlet pass. Waiters, great feed to James for the jam. LeBron on the floor. Sails inside. Picks it up in the air. And he's fouled. Hey, 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 sports fans. Welcome to a Sporting Chance. This is your host, Tim Halatic. We are talking basketball today, and who else are we going to talk about but LeBron James, of course. His 8-2 and two Cleveland Cavaliers are visiting the Palace at Auburn Hills to take on the Detroit Pistons, who are 5-5 five and five tonight. And first question, who can stop LeBron? Of course, it's a young season, but he leads the team in points per game, assists per game, field goal percentage, and steals. He's really having a terrific year, and I'd expect nothing less from the greatest player in the world. But Cleveland is having some problems. They have, their current starting backcourt is out. Iman Shumpert and Kyrie Irving are out for the foreseeable future, still trying to recover from some injuries. And Mo Williams and Matthew Delvadova have been playing in their place, and they've been doing pretty well. Their stats, if you put them together for a whole game, they average about what what a really elite player would do. And, of course, it takes two players to do that, but still, anytime role players can step up and produce for your team, it's always a benefit. So, one thing I noticed about Cleveland this year is that they're running a lot less isolation plays. And I really think this is going to be the key to... Well, not only defeating the Pistons here tonight, but also for a long run in the playoffs. They, they've, their percentage has dropped down at least 30% of how many ISO plays they run. And I don't know if you watched them at all last year, but especially when Love or Irving weren't in, they were a isolation-dominant team. And obviously with LeBron, it's really easy to fall in that trap. And this kind of brings me to what I call the LeBron effect, which is because LeBron is so good at basketball, when he comes onto the court, you have to, you have to include him in some way. Or, or not even you have to, but he will be included because of his talent. He will find things to do that will get him the ball or something like that. He, so on the teams that he finds himself on, when he, when he joins a team, obviously it makes the team a lot better. But he is so good, and he's the team's facilitator, that he always has the ball in his hands, and he makes things so easy for other people that without him on the court, the team doesn't really know what to do. And that happened last year in the finals against Golden State, although Love and Irving were out, so that obviously threw a wrench in their plans. But when LeBron was out the team really t- didn't look like they know how to play basketball. It was kind of sad to watch. They, the Cavaliers had to time LeBron's breaks around media timeouts or something like that because they wanted to 
have him miss as little game time as possible. Which, again, that makes sense because Love and Irving were out, but it was so bad. They couldn't even give him more than a five-minute rest because their offense was so, so, so bad that they couldn't do anything. But in a bit of a silver lining, I think Blatt has noticed that, Coach David Blatt for the Cavs, and he is starting to try to change their offense. Obviously still LeBron-centered and LeBron-led, but trying to involve other people more by not running so many isolation plays. And it's really easy to fall back to isolation plays when you're so talented because you tend not to trust other people as much because they can't do what you can do. So in your mind, you think, oh, whatever I do is probably going to be best for the team, even though that necessarily isn't always the case. Now, on to the Detroit Pistons. They are 5-5 five and five and have, are coming in off a few days rest. But really, the play of Andre Drummond is, has been the highlight of almost the entire season. Maybe he's behind Steph Curry in terms of eyeballs glued to him, but Andre Drummond has really been performing at an unbelievable level. He's, he's gotten 20-20 games multiple times. He's had a double-double for 10 straight games, the first 10 games, which has only been done a few times before, last done by Zach Randolph in 2012 to the 2013 season. He did for the first 11 games. But Andre Drummond, there's no reason to think why Andre Drummond will not match that mark tonight when the teams get together. He's averaging 18.5 points and 19 rebounds per game. That is a absolutely asinine number. That is very, very high. But one thing, you never know, you know Stan Van Gundy, he will never let his players get too big ahead. And he brought up a point about Andre Drummond that he needs to, he's not, he's not protecting the rim. And, well, if you look at the numbers, that's, there's, there's some truth to that. Andre Drummond, he averages 1.4 blocks per game, which ranks him outside the top 20. And, it's great to be a tremendous rebounder and scorer, but for if you're a 6'11 center, your team expects you to do some rim protecting and shot altering. Pistons also have dynamic point guard Reggie Jackson, who was acquired in a midseason trade last year with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's been averaging 20.5 points per game, but recently has had a bit of turnover struggle. But he's still a talented player, so hopefully... Maybe he can mitigate some of the points that Andre Drummond lets in, and he can put his own buckets in. At least that's the Pistons' goal. But as far as this game goes, I see Cleveland taking this one relatively easy. Maybe the score's a little closer than the game indicated. I, Detroit's a good team. There's, they're talented, and they definitely have a bright future, but... Uh, Cleveland is <laughs> Cleveland is Cleveland. When you have LeBron James and Kevin Love out there, odds are you're going to win most of the games you go out to play. So I, I say Cleveland wins one by about 10 to 15 points. This is a sporting chance with your host, Tim Haladic. I'm talking basketball today. Let's go on to game number two right now. And this might shock people a little bit, but I want to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Miami Heat tonight. And if I'm going to talk about the best player in the world, i got to talk about the best rookie in the world, and that is Carl Anthony Towns. 
selected number one overall coming out of Kentucky. Selected number one by Minnesota. He is he leads the team with ten rebounds a game and he leads them in field goal percentage at forty eight percent. Which is a terrific, but he's he's doing something. Minnesota's led by the star trio of Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, and Carl Anthony Towns. Three very young players that the sky is the limit for. Now, the young Timberwolves are 4-6 and six on the season and have yet to win a game at home, which may help them on this road trip to Miami. However, the 6-3 and three Heat have something to say about that. They are also 5-1 and one at home and we'll be looking to push that mark to 6-1 and one when the two teams get together tonight. Now, they've already played one, one game this year. The Heat won the first game, 96-84. This is the second and final time that the teams will be playing. And, and in, a, in a kind of funny stat, the Minnesota Timberwolves already have 25% of the win total from last year. So they, had, they only had 16 wins last year, so they already got four. So keep it up, Minnesota. But as far as the Heat go, Chris Bosh coming back from his scary off-season surgery in which he had to get blood clots. He had to treat blood clots in his lung, in his lungs. And he's back leading the team in scoring at about 19 points per game. Hassan Whiteside, who really is an absolute beast. He kind of is like Andre Drummond in a way. He is He's playing huge. He leads the team in rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. He's shooting 61% from the field. That's quite an impressive number. He is, And one big thing that separates him from Drummond is the fact that he is a rim protector. He doesn't let anyone have easy shots. He, he's a natural-born blocker. Some people, you could try to teach them how to block, and some people just get blocks because they're tall and it's easy to block people when you're tall. Hassan Whiteside is a great blocker. He knows how to time the shots. He knows how to, even if he doesn't block, he knows how to alter it and just make you take a shot that you don't want to take. He averages four blocks per game, which is a big number. And, that, and like I said, that's the number without altered shots or changed shots, things of that nature. The, and he's he's a big big reason why the Miami Heat have the number one ranked defense in the NBA, only allowing 90 points per game. So you got a young Timberwolves team going up against a stout Miami defense. I think they're going to get frustrated early and often, and the Heat are going to be able to take this one. The Heat, however, will be without Amari Stoudemire, who is out, and Udonis Haslam and Josh McRoberts are day-to-day. So it'll be a game time decision to see when they go. And one thing about Miami that I wanted to talk about was, and it might not seem this way to people, people might see another rival to the Cavs, but I think Miami is the only team that, one, has enough talent, and two, can really match up and push Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals, because we saw what happened last year when the Hawks tried to do that, and they they really couldn't do anything at all. And the Bulls are, <laughs> I, I, the Bulls will find a way to screw something up. They always have. I really think Miami Heat have the best chance to try to end LeBron's reign atop the Eastern Conference.
and I can't believe I talked about the Heat this long without at least mentioning Dwayne Wade, but the Miami Heat are the only team with three players above a 20 in a player efficiency rating. That So that means that three of their guys are playing, the average is 15, so three of their guys are playing well above average, and the only team, there's no other team to accomplish such a feat, and the only other team that's close is the San Antonio Spurs. Of course, makes sense. But really, when you have guys like Whiteside, Bosch, and Wade playing at such high levels, I really don't see the Timberwolves having any chance, much less the rest of the Eastern Conference. Remember, both those games tip off at 7.30 Eastern tonight, so make sure you catch them. That is our program for today. Thank you for checking out A Sporting Chance. Check us out tomorrow. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.